0: So they pull us over and they were like, Hey man, like you made this infraction. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take your car in and and impound you until we sort this. And then my buddy, he's like very white, but he's also panicked that he doesn't have his passport. So he's like, what are they, what's going on? What do they want? And I'm like, and I like lean in and I'm like, dude, he like, we're good. He just wants money. So he's like, well, how much does he want? And he just like, Opens his wallet and you can see all the money. So I'm just like, (laughs) so he's like, just quick, what, how much do they want? So I start trying to haggle. Like when you get robbed in Mexico by the cops, you just haggle, right? Like, you just like, dude, I don't have that. I only have this. And then the guy's like, no, 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 you're going to give me this. Or I'm going to impound your car. Like, and my buddy starts freaking out. And my buddy's like, just give them what they want. But he's panicking. Also, we had some shots right before. So we've had like two or three shots each. You know, <laughs> and then he doesn't have his passport and like, I guess an arrestable arrestable offense. So my buddy just starts freaking out. He's like, just, stop, stop. And I'm like, I got this. I'm like, no, nah, it's going to be this much. And the guy's like, "No, nah, I'm going to impound your car. My buddy's like, Justin, Justin, just give them.
1: Nice backdrop. Is that a green screen?
0: No, it's my house, dude. Cool. I was, I was thinking about like where i could be that's cool mm-hmm. you know i like angled the camera a certain way because i'm not the lights hitting it yeah lights
1: lighting is everything <laughs> we, when i did uh, we when i did uh interview james krauss he was getting his lighting all nice and proper because he was in a hotel room and that was pretty cool i mean he's a he was a he was He's a cool dude. Unfortunately, he had a little bit of mishap with the law. Oh, he did. <laughs> you know who I'm talking about?
0: Uh, the fighter? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he did with the law.
1: Really? J- James Krause? He was. Uh, he got busted with a gambling sort of um, ring where he was doing all this gambling <laughs> um, betting for people. He had a A discord channel where he was taking money from and this is all allegedly i suppose but it's been confirmed by a lot of sources that i'm i'm in contact with and he there was a fight about i guess it was like six months ago and this dude knowingly had a leg injury went into the fight and just started throwing kicks with that leg the leg ended up giving out he lost the fight due to like injury and then it all started coming out like all these people started betting on this particular guy it turns out that kraus i guess was gave gave a little hint that to bet on the other guy and just like the whole all these cards like came crashing down on him and it, they went back to this old ariel hawani interview is it coming back to you a little bit uh, you, you were you were doing uh, like naked and afraid and shit
0: probably around that time, you know. And you're yeah, pretty busy. I, uh, I'm, I'm a busy dude, bro. I like I work all day. I got a full time gig, right? Work all day, get out, go and train or teach and then after i hit a mic and then i have i foster animals too right so like jesus or from home so throughout the day i like walk the dogs and like one of the dogs wants to kill the other dogs like one of my fosters doesn't they hate each other so i got to keep them separated and i got like a system you know i have like a crate i put one in the crate mm-hmm. and it walks by, like it's just i'm busy dude i'm busy right but and i'm like starting my own business right like my own brand Nice, and, uh, yeah,
1: This Justin, <laughs> we're here with Justin Governel, star of Naked and Afraid. Can I say that? I mean, it's already out,
0: yeah. yeah. It was it aired in uh, February. It was, but it's kind of cool if you google Naked and Afraid for this season, it shows my face,
1: yeah. Pretty every time, it is. You got like the half where you started and then half where you ended up, and I every time I watch. The show, you're the thumbnail on the TV, you know?
0: Yeah, it's pretty dope. Or it'll be like, watch a new episode next Sunday and it shows my face. Oh, like, yeah. So sick, dude, you know?
1: It, yeah, no, you killed it. I mean, who's there's the one of the guys from the older seasons was Matt something. I don't know how often Matt you watch this. Sh- Matt Wright, yeah. And he, you know, he was the face, but now you're the face, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. And, I uh, think yeah dude, it's it's so sick and uh yeah man i oh and i'm yeah i'm just i'm doing a lot of shit dude i i <laughs> thank you mean, for taking uh, the time to come on here go ahead sorry no, you're good uh hold on my dogs are about to bark like the little idiots i hear them don't do it rona okay yeah and i work from home too so sometimes like i foster these dogs and i'll be on a call and i'm just chilling and they'll just start going off like someone's at the door and then i hit the mute button i just and nobody has any idea i'm in this call they're talking about numbers and conversions and all this stuff and you just hear like all these animals and, and then they'll be like any i just muted it again but i'll just have it on mute and i'll just give it, like a thumbs up like
1: <laughs> no we're good
0: or like a door-to-door salesman came in the other day and she's trying to sell me like solar or some shit right mm-hmm. and i'm like on a call and my dogs are going crazy and i'm like on mute and then right when they ask me a question there's like an issue that we are fixing and I work real closely with Google. I, like, make ads and stuff. Nice. And Dude, I manage, like, millions of dollars. And I refrain from saying the company's name just because, you know, whatever. But uh, they, like, something was messed up. And right when they asked me the question, me specifically, this woman's at the door and I'm on mute. My dogs are going crazy. And then I was like, one second, sorry, someone's at the door and I don't answer. And they just keep fucking... I just opened the door and they're like, oh, good. She, they're like trying like be your friend. You know, she's got a clipboard and I open the door all pissed off. And they're like, Good morning. And I was like, I'm gonna call. Sorry, <laughs> you know, I'll like, come back. I was pissed, dude. And then like I got hobos. I live in gentrification, San Antonio. So like I'm next to like my pistol at all times. Nice. Right? And uh, like my neighbor said that somebody tried to tear her ring or they tore her ring camera off and they're trying to like get in the other day. So I'm just like, yeah, next time that happens, let me know. Like, I want to help. It's not even like, oh, I've got you. I'm like, please, God, if you're up there, help a hobo try and break in, you know.
1: <laughs> you have a little excitement. You have enough excitement. So just to re- like recap, you you have a full-time job. You're a fighter, comedian. You're doing Naked and Afraid you travel yeah i mean i know the first time we worked with you you had gone to like chile or guada
0: guatemala. Guatemala. Some, some sick updates on that tell me um, you- yeah yeah so so i drove down to guatemala i'm sorry I, I went to guatemala and i hiked the volcano i believe it was my second time being there right i loved it so much dude i've been to 38 countries guatemala is Fuck, it's rad dude Whoa. it's so sick guatemala like out of all the countries i've been to so far it's my favorite right <clears throat> and um so i recently went down again and i drove from san antonio texas to guatemala in my vehicle wow. but i had paper plates i just bought this vehicle made it down to the guatemalan border and uh, they didn't let me in with paper plates they're like oh. that's like there's no paper plates allowed in guatemala i don't care what country you're from that's like a law and i'm like Hey man, like, can I just pay you? You know? And the guy's like, this isn't a corrupt country like Mexico. You know, meanwhile I parked the car at the border and I just walked in without anybody stamping my passport. And I walked, I like walked in, had food with my buddy, <laughs> walked into Guatemala, walked back. Nobody checked my passport or anything like nobody it's legit open border. So, and you could see all the refugees um, coming from all these other countries trying to make it into the United States. And they legitimately walk across the border. And as you get closer to the border in Guatemala, driving, they're like 15, 20 feet from the highway. I'm going like 80 miles an hour. And it's like, Jesus, like I could just wipe out a family like if I made the wrong move, right? And so <clears throat> it's crazy, dude. But anyway, he's like, yeah, we're not a corrupt country like Mexico. And he's like trying to <laughs> like, I don't know, man. Like, and so I parked my vehicle. At the border at a town like an hour and some change away, maybe two hours away. We drove back up, parked our vehicle, bought tickets, flew in the Guatemala, flew back. I flew back alone. My buddy stayed in Guatemala, and I drove all the way back to the United States by myself. And my phone, if you have AT&T, doesn't give you, like, internet service. It just gives you, like—so I didn't have a GPS, and I drove all the way back. I got robbed by the cops. Uh, It was sick, dude, but—
1: You got robbed by the cops?
0: Oh, yeah, two times.
1: Well, how do, what did they do? How did they, they rob you?
0: Um, well, so I speak Spanish. And the first time I got robbed, I was with my buddy. But my buddy, to his credit, did not have his passport. We left it in a town. Like We, we figured everything out, right? Like He left it at a hostel in one town. And we're like five hours down the road in, in driving. And he's like, dude, I don't have my passport. And he starts freaking out. We call the hotel. They have it. I tell them, we will pay you right? To mail it like to this other town, right? So they're like, okay, we're going to expedite it. So we end up like timing everything so perfect and we have to stay in this other, I don't even remember what city we're in for like another day or two. We get the passport and then we continue the journey. But on the first time that we got robbed, he didn't have his passport with him, which is kind of, you know, not right. Yeah. And so yeah, they, they freaking robbed us. And I'm not dumb. Like I know exactly what's happening. Like I'm from the border. Right. And I speak Spanish. So they pull us over and they were like, Hey man, like you made this infraction. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to take your car in and, and impound you until we sort this. And then my buddy, he's like very white, but he's also panicked that he doesn't have his passport. So he's like, what are they, wh- what's going on? What do they want? And I'm like, and I like lean in, and I'm like, dude, he like we're good. He just wants money. So he's like, well, how much does he want? And he just like opens his wallet, and you can see all the money. So I'm just like, oh.
1: <laughs>
0: so he's like, just quick, what? How much do they want? So I start trying to haggle. Like when you get robbed in Mexico by the cops, you just haggle, right? Like you just like, dude, I don't have that. I only have this. And then the guy's like, no, 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 you're gonna give me this, or I'm gonna impound your car. Like, and my buddy starts freaking out. And my buddy's like, j- j- just give them what they want. But he's panicking. Also, we had some shots right before. So we've had, like, two or three shots each, you know? <laughs> and then he doesn't have his passport and, like, I guess an arrestable arrestable offense. So my buddy just starts freaking out. He's like, just, stop, stop. And I'm like, I got this. I'm like, no, nah, it's going to be this much. And the guy's like, no, nah, I'm going to impound your car. My buddy's like, Justin, Justin, just give them. And it was like I was trying to walk him down from, like, 150 to, like, 50 or whatever, and which is still ridiculous. Like, anybody listening to this that's – like hispanic or has been to mexico is gonna be like we could have given him 20 bro right (laughs) so they they rob us the first time we we get off and then the second time my crime was had paper plates coming back and i'm alone and i showed him all the proper paperwork but i didn't even think about it he's got my passport he has my paperwork and he's holding all of it and as he's holding on to all the paperwork he's like you can't be driving around at this time you don't have the right permit i'm like yeah i do it's in your. Uh, he's, just had, he's holding all of it. He's like, you don't have the proper paperwork. So I'm like, oh, you motherfucker, dude. So, I same shit. I don't even remember how much money it was, but um, I start walking him down, and now I'm alone. And so my adrenaline's going. The guy starts telling me, "Man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to take you in and impound your car." And I'm like, oh yeah, fucking. So I just start telling him, let's just say it's like a hundred bucks or whatever. And so he's like three hundred. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I'll give you a hundred. And he's like. 150 and i was like bro i'm giving you 100 and the guy's like all right all right 100 (laughs) ridiculous it's a lot of money dude and so i give him the 100 bucks and then he's like he saw that i had more money in my wallet when i pull it out because what i did was i shook his hand i said so 100 so we're good and like hispanics are real big on like being like machismo like like a man's word so i shake the cop's hand and then i just pull out my wallet right and i'm like okay it's this many pesos, which I actually still have pesos in my wallet. Actually, right now, it's kind of funny, right? Nice, right? But anyway, and Guatemalan money, yeah. Fucking, what do you call them? Anyway, it doesn't matter.
1: Is that their emperor? Yeah, uh. They're
0: their dictator. <laughs> uh, it's a, Quito is it's actually dope country. It's such a dope country. Right? Why?
1: Why is it? What do you like so much about it?
0: It's it's just sick. I'll, I'll explain here in a, in a second, but like uh yeah i I walked the cop down and you know he sees it have more money and he's like oh i said one i said 150 no i did and i and i'm like you Um, like in spanish i'm like i'm like you fucking said you said you said 100 you said 100 and he's like okay okay i did i did (laughs) and they let me go and i think I, i still have maybe have this piece of paper is it in my wallet or did i throw it I have, like, a piece of paper that says, hey, if you get pulled over again, show them this piece of paper, and it says that you've already paid for your infraction, a.k.a. it's really, like, I don't have it on me. Yeah, I do. No, I don't. Uh, it's it's not that it's, like, you paid for the infraction. I believe all it is is, like, a. here it is. I have it in my wallet. It's all, all dirty, but uh, you can hardly see it. Yeah, I can see it. So it's got, like, his badge thing. number. Wow. And then... So it it pretty much says, yeah, and he wrote all this stuff on the back. Like, look, he paid for this infraction and all this stuff, right? And so what's so funny, it doesn't say that I paid for the infraction. It's pretty much proof that I already got robbed by another cop. So, like, if I get pulled over again and they're like, oh, we're going to take you in, I could literally just be like, look, man, I have proof. I've already – and I would have flat out been like – Dude, I've already been robbed twice by the cops. Okay, look, I have this piece of paper. They took everything I had. I don't have any more money. And they probably would have been like, hey, whoa, slow down (laughs) there, güero. Like, what are you talking about? All right. All right, we'll let you go. You know what I'm saying? That's really what the piece of paper is because it says, like, handwritten. Like, shut up, dude. It's probably not even real information either. But – or, yeah, where I give it to them. But, yeah, man, I documented the whole trip on a GoPro. And it's, like, five hours of footage that I got. And it took me two and a half, three weeks to drive down all the way to uh, Guatemala and I drove back. And what's funny is I have all the content and I haven't had time to edit it or any of that stuff. And so I'm paying somebody, I'm shipping him a drive. It's getting to him today and he's going to make me like five, five minute videos documenting the whole trip and uh, I'm going to launch it. Right. And it's going to be dope. And uh, to your point, you're saying you asked me earlier, what do you love about Guatemala? Yeah. And Guatemala's is sick. Dude. It's just so sick. It's, it's like, um, there's a town called Antigua, Antigua, Antigua
1: Bay. Sorry. Yeah.
0: It, it, there's, I'm sure there's, there's plenty of town. Like all it means is ancient. Okay.
1: Right?
0: Antigua means ancient. And so, um, antique, there's a city. Yeah. Maybe. Antique pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And there's a city called Antigua. And what it is, uh, it's like the city is so old it's like all just kind of poverish 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 and the second you get into this town called Antigua, it's just cobblestone and everything was built you know by the spaniards and it's just beautiful architecture and and it's like again it's crazy it's like poverty poverty farm farm poverty poverty boom beautiful town called Antigua, which is a real big tourist attraction and there's volcanoes uh, you saw the volcano video. Yeah. Dude, the volcano erupts at all times during the day. It's one of the most active volcanoes. I think it's top three active volcanoes in the world. And dude, you're just like walking in the, in the market and the volcanoes erupting way back there. And as it's erupting, nobody flinches. Nobody takes photos. No, it's so normal to them. And you'll hear the boom way off in the distance and you'll see the smoke and you'll see like the explosion and people just, they just go amongst their day, like nothing. Right. And what's cool is you can go hike that volcano, which you saw, and mm-hmm. you get so close that there's like shrapnel from the rocks falling down, right? And so it's it's so sick, dude. And so what's interesting is right now what I am working on is I've worked with somebody in the past. I don't know if you've seen the video of me being like, the Marine Corps is easy, man. You show up on time, you shave your face, and you don't die, right? I don't mm. know if you've seen that video. It's pinned on my profile on Instagram, but okay. – the the guy that um, shot and edited that video was working for NBC at the time, right? So it's it's like an NBC internal piece for like their local news sources. So on Veterans Day, they just launched it like, you know, veteran fosters dogs and it changes his life kind of stuff. And so every year for the past two years, at least they've launched that article, like a veteran finds peace fostering dogs, but it's a really good piece of content in terms of the way it was edited and shot. So he's like, I want to work with you, man. We need a travel show. I'm like, cool. And then the my old producer from Naked and Afraid, he also has contacted me and been like, hey, dude, we need a film like a travel show. I really like what you're doing. And what's so funny is like one's a shooter slash editor and the other one's a shooter slash producer. They have a different set of skills, different sets of contacts. And they both pitched the exact same idea to me at different times. So what's also interesting is you need more than one camera to paint a story, to paint a picture, right? So what I'm working on right now is we're all just kind of collaborating, working together on putting together a travel thing. And we are trying to, or well, we're not trying to, we're in the process of collaborating on working on a pilot. And it's not so much a just and govern all show. I'm going to take other humans with me, right? And uh, without... All the details, like because you know you got to keep it somewhat interesting. It's I'm gonna be taking different people with me, and it's gonna be like a travel vlog style, and that's that's what I'm working on right now. And the next spot, we're the first spot we're going to, is back to Guatemala because it's so sick, and I know the layout of the land. And so before I kind of shot like you know everything on a GoPro, but I feel like that doesn't do the story justice. So you asked about Guatemala. I'm gonna go back with uh, a buddy of mine. And we're we're gonna do it right, you know. We're gonna show everybody what Guatemala is all about, and it's gonna be a pilot. And we're gonna pitch it to different news networks or not news network, different networks, and see who picks it up. And that's uh, nice. kind of what we're working on right now.
1: Yeah, you seem to shine in front of the camera. I know, like that particular episode of Naked and Afraid on this season. You can find it on Discovery Discovery Plus is where I watch it. I don't even know how how I have Discovery Plus. Uh, somebody must have signed in on my TV when they were visiting, and so I've been able to watch all the Naked and Afraids. And I, <clears throat> you got you kind of got me back into it. It was like February twenty sixth through launching, and um,
0: yeah, it was dude, was sick, man. You and, killed
1: uh, it. And that lady, you know, she was, she's like, no quitting, and they're like, no quitting, and you were, you were being like a coach, you were trying to yeah. kind mm-hmm. of uh, motivate her and keep her positive, and I, I was really impressed with your demeanor and just, you know, disposition, whatever, how you handled yourself during that whole thing, and we at the, auto you guys have to watch the. Episode, but at the end when you're having that dream and shit, that was so trippy.
0: Oh yeah, dude. What's funny is they only caught because they they only have so much time with editing, right? That dream I actually had a very similar dream two nights in a row, right? I don't know if they got night one or night two. Um, but what what they didn't show on camera was because, dude, I was delirious. Like I was coaching her and and this and then there comes a point when I'm like, I don't have the energy or the calories to carry you, dude. Like, if it's a mutual thing, cool, but it's not. And you're just mm-hmm. fucking bitching and crying every day. Day 1, cool. Day 10, cool. Day 12, not cool. Day 14, shut the fuck up. Day 15, hey, dude. You need to stop. Day 16, I, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, dude. I don't know. I, I tell you the same shit every day and you're not fucking changing. So, it's kind of like an addict, you know? Like, an addict will be like, oh, I'm tired and you you tell them and you tell them and then one day you're like, you're on your own, motherfucker. And they just have to, yeah yeah, they have to like pull themselves out. And so she wasn't pulling herself out. So I was like, all right, dude, I've wasted a lot of energy and calories because she went hunting a total of zero times zero, like actually zero, like didn't hunt once, didn't fish once, uh, would, would clean up the camp, you know, when I'd, I'd come back and, and she'd be like, hey, I cleaned the camp. And I'd be like, cool, there's a hole in our fucking roof. <clears throat> and what's, what's also funny that nobody knows about this is that um, there was a hole in the roof and, and like I would get back from hunting and I'd be like, hey, we got this hole. And she'd be like, I know. And I, I would fucking fix it. And every day you have to fix your shelter. And uh, she wasn't doing it. You know, she would like tell me that do, she – I don't know what the fuck she would do all day. And at first I was pretty like I didn't want to say these things on air. Like I didn't want to – and I'm not shitting on her per se because it's hard. You know, you go out there and you survive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hard for sure and for anybody. But there comes a point when I'm just like, dude, I'd be better off alone, like a relationship. Right. And, um, like I, I do a stand up bit on like how naked and afraid in case you don't know what the show is, it's where you skip 15 years of marriage and you can't stand the person you're with. You're naked around them all the time. You want to sleep with literally anybody else. And like, and That's it's all funny. like, you know, yeah. And I talk about how like you get fish and you come back. Cause on the show she didn't like fish. So I'm like, it's crazy. I go like 10 days without eating. I catch fish, I come back, and I'm like, hey, I got us some fish, and she's like, well, I don't want to eat fish, and I'm like, what the, this, this shit exists in the jungle, too? Like,
1: <sighs> Yeah, so, that's not you know. good enough. Nothing's good enough for you, woman.
0: Well, yeah, it's, well, I'm saying like, yeah, dude, because anytime you go out to eat with a girl, like, what do you want to eat? And they're like, oh, no, I don't want to eat that. You know, anyway. So, <laughs> um, yeah, anything dude, but that. What's that.
1: Anything but that. Anything. Whatever you want, I want something else.
0: Yeah, and I just had to Fucking, I, Like I said, I didn't want to shit on her initially. But as time has passed, I'm like, you really didn't do a whole lot. And I'm not talking shit. I'm just being truthful. And so one of the other things that didn't make it on air, one, the dream. I had it two nights in a row. And there's not footage of me because they, they like legitimately at night, there's nobody around you. Right. There's like there's safety precautions per se. And I'll, because I signed an NDA, I'll just leave it at that. But there's precautions in place per se, but I'm not joking at, at night, dude. There's fucking nobody around. Like I could scream in the situation that I was in because it was such a remote area. I could be like, help, and probably nobody would help me, right? Maybe. And so, uh, yeah, uh, da, 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 da. okay. So they have cameras on you, but I woke up outside of my camera range, right? Um. In the middle of the night. I'm not ex- I'm not joking, dude. I fucking wake up, boom, and I'm like, the fuck? And I'm holding two sticks, and they're both on fire. And I'm just like, what? So I must have lit these things, and you can't see, and maybe used them as, like, torches, per se. But I'm not joking, dude. I woke up outside of, like, any camera area, and I woke up standing, like, oh like this, boom. And I woke up, and I was just holding two sticks on fire, and I was like, what the fuck? And it wasn't, like... I'm on naked and afraid right now. Chill out. You're good. I was legitimately delirious. I'm sleeping like two, three hours a night. I'm eating like zero calories multiple days in a row. And so I fucking wake up and I'm like, and I look around and then I just yell really loud like, hello. And I start saying, is anyone there? Because I have no idea what the fuck is going on. I don't even know that I'm on a TV show. I'm like delirious. And it takes me a few minutes to realize, oh, dude, what the fuck? Oh, okay, okay, you're in the jungle. Oh, okay, okay, you're on a fucking, you're on a TV show right now. Okay, chill the fuck out. Calm down. Find your way back to your shelter. And then I'm like, where the fuck is your shelter? And then I look around, and I'm still delirious. It's not like I just clear-headed. So I believe they catch the tail end. So I've got a microphone on you at all times, that necklace. Mm Mm-hmm and so you know they paired some of the audio and they pulled it but i believe in the episode you see the tail end of me fucking hallucinating right like Mm -hmm. i'm like going into my my shelter and people are like man that dream was crazy but in reality what happened was like i i don't know what the fuck happened there's also things that happened on that episode of me talking that i don't remember at all like when i'm like an ant bit my ball sack why i'm like i don't even remember fucking saying that and so things just happen it comes at you so fast you know
1: yeah, I couldn't. I, we always talk. I always talk with my wife about like, oh, I could do that, but I'm just like talking shit because I cannot not wear socks for some reason. My feet get cold, <laughs> and I need a blanket and a pillow. And then I think I could probably last a few nights, but the, like, no pillow, no blanket, no socks oh. would be like madness for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, I talk about it on the show too. I've said this multiple times, like. I never bed till I was eleven, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fucking
0: bouncing home to home, so it's like weird. It's like I'm like, it sounds crazy, but I'm like uncomfortable when I have everything, right? And my like, I've got my fucking super fluffy pillow. The room temperature's perfect. I got a pillow. I'll be like, I'm like something's not right, right? And so, um, yeah, like I joined the Marine Corps, and they're like, hey, we're home for the night. And it's just so easy. You're so tired regardless. You just lay down. You just fucking, you wake up, don't think anything of it. You're next door. You're like, oh, whatever, dude. And so, yeah, naked afraid, sleeping on the floor is not like some great feat. I was like, I fucking, first 11 years of my life slept on floors.
1: Do you, oh yeah, I had that in my notes. I was going to ask you about that. But do you sometimes get out of bed and sleep on the floor?
0: Yes. <laughs> um, not so much anymore. And by that, I mean within the last, five years maybe i stopped probably about five years ago um but if it's really really bad i'll sleep on the couch the problem is i've got so many fucking animals and fosters that they like ruin my couches and my my floors are always like full of dog hair and shit Mm -hmm. that's the real reason i stopped doing it right
1: yeah we have we do foster care and we have a foster dog right now plus three dogs and a bunch of chickens and i see you have a cat which is pretty that's interesting because you have so many dogs
0: Oh, he he fans for himself, dude. Nice. Sometimes I'll just, like, come home, and, like, one of the dogs just has, like, a big slash on their nose, and I'm not even like, oh, what happened? I'm like, right? Like, the pit bull, he's super sweet, but he'll try and play with the cat. And what he'll do is he'll stick his nose, like, under the cat, and he'll, like, lift him like a rhino,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like, send the cat flying, and he'll just keep chasing the cat and he'll keep trying to do it. And so I've seen it, and I'll be like, hey, what are you doing? But when I'm not here, I guarantee you it happens. So like I'll come home sometimes and he just has like a big gash on his nose and I'm not even like oh no are you okay I'm like well fucking maybe don't throw the cat around.
1: Yeah, my wife is super protective of all these dogs and it's like sometimes you gotta let them just like learn for themselves. You can't like protect every little movement that they make. Yeah, we have a so we have a foster dog right now. Just got it five days ago and i've been taking it for runs because it's like a puppy and you want to get some of the energy out so it'll calm down and not be running around the house all day and but i was going out to do my cold plunge so i wasn't going for a run but it wanted to go with me and i was like no i was trying to stop it but it broke through my little fence gate um to walk out from and then there's this ledge because we live kind of like on a hill type uh our where our house is it's it's not flat it's very hilly and so there's a a rock ledge and it's like 10 feet down and you have to take stairs to get down to go to drive down the driveway and everything but it it just like darts off jumps off like and it doesn't realize that what's going on until it's like in the air and you could be like you could see it freak out like in the air like oh fuck it would have died if it was not you know only 10 feet i mean it scraped the bottom of its chin and she was fine but yeah just point is we i'm not too many people do foster care i don't think so that's That's pretty interesting
0: it's fucking
1: annoying dude yeah and you're placing them into you know how are you do all your friends have dogs (laughs) now
0: um i find them homes right i'm having an issue with one of them she's like a uh very special case she's one of my first fosters i've had her for like i don't know two plus years now but she i'm trying i would love to get her adopted it's just she's very special like she will only get along with certain dogs but even then she could get along with a dog forever and then one day just like boom right and she's fucking she'll go for blood right and i've had to stop her a couple times so as long as they don't have other dogs. Cool. Right? Yeah. But, uh, she's just very special. Like she won't actually bite you, but like if you do things that she doesn't like, she'll be like, Whoa, like, and she'll like kind of buck up. And, and if, if you're just not, you know, if you're like, Hey, like you just, you freak her out and she'll run to the corner and she'll literally shiver for like hours. Right. Yeah. One time I was going to the restroom and when I undid my pants, the belt buckle made a noise. And she just starts shaking and ran to the other side of the house and just shook for like fucking like a while, like 30 minutes or something. Right. And I felt so bad. And so she's just a very special case. Like when you're upset at her, you can't like yell because then she just goes into like this weird mode and like her hair ends up. So I just I'm just selective with who, you know, would take her.
1: Yeah, because they might bring her back or whatever. You know, you give you don't want to traumatize yeah. her any, anymore if, we've been we've probably done hundreds of dogs over the past five years it was crazy because we had 10 at one time 11. mom the the mom had 10 puppies and we were taking care of 10 puppies and they were shitting yes. everywhere yeah dude. it was yes. and i'm the one i get up first because she like my wife stays up a little later then and i go to bed and but i get up earlier so I'm the one cleaning up all the shit but we got all ten of the puppies placed and the mom and does like another we had another mom it had three puppies three of them died one of them lived. I had to bury three puppies blah 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 whatever it's part of the you know what uh, is part of the game but uh, how many how many how uh, how long were you in the Marine Corps? Uh just four years, man. Nice. Yeah. I just did six years. It's uh, you know, it's like, uh I'm
0: good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dude, I fucking yeah, bro. Hold on, my cat's moving the screen right now. Move. Okay. Uh only when I'm on calls is my cat jump up and like start like moving the computer. Like we'll try and like throw it off the counter. But yeah, dude, I just did four years, and if I'm being honest, in hindsight. Like, love the Marine Corps. Love what it did for me. Love the experience. Fuck yeah. the suck, for sure. But Marine Corps sucks, dude. Like, your first four years, fuck. Like, and I'm not shit-talking the Marine Corps because I love it. It is such an important part of my life. Like, I want to say that it's like an abusive relationship, like a toxic relationship, right? Like, I've got a Marine, like marine corps scout sniper right i have like the tattoo right here and then i have fucking for sniper right here and nice. then i have like grunt life right here right and then fucking i've got like my battalion logo on my stomach and i have fucking got my
1: rank me. you know how so and i have my name i was gonna do all my all the patches but i just did my name and rank instead of and i was gonna get us army and get my <laughs> deployment patches and my unit patch but i got out i did six i did two tours and we we're, we might have been in around the same time. I was in from two thousand six to two thousand eleven, almost two
0: thousand twelve. In the in the army. Yeah. So it's a trip. Is I saw there's a comic that you sponsor, and he was saying that you were Marine. On, <laughs> on the... yeah, I know. They get it all mixed up. They yeah, say my name. name. I was like, oh fuck yeah! Who are you with? And then like rumor I've heard like just you know people have been like Ugh. like they've just through rumors like yeah dude i think he was a three five in fallujah and i'm like what the fuck and then like now i'm like oh you're in the army like shit it's funny i like there's rumors
1: that's like, cool i like i like that's funny that it's it's warping and morphing into different stories i was you know i never really even wanted to talk about my military career when it comes to sheath check it out go to sheath use promo code rpg and save 20 percent. but um I wanted the product to kind of speak for itself, and I didn't want to be one of these guys like, "Oh, I'm yeah. a veteran, you know, purchase buy for me because I'm support veteran-owned companies." But after quite a few years, let's say, well, like three or four years, people were telling me now they want a story. You know, there's all these brands, and brands are brands, but if you have a story behind it, it'll kind of get <coughs> uh, sort of more support or whatever. And so. I kind of started rolling with it and then I started sending it in the copy to the podcasters and whoever and yeah like Tim Dillon will go on yeah when he dude yeah
0: and killing kids and all that and I was so fucking funny. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I love when they do that. I like, you know, obviously we sponsor a lot of comedians and MMA fighters which you are both of which is awesome and that's what kind of drew me into your like working with you and uh but yeah they'll just go off script and and i and that's what i want you know i get you know because otherwise it's just kind of another blend uh yeah
0: i mean i'm starting so um i'm doing you know very yeah like the thing like i'm starting stayprimal.com s-t-a primal.com, right without the y and a couple reasons like the way that it evolved is when i was out in the jungle I was like, dude, I need to capitalize on this. Like, how do I – because I work in marketing. So I was like, I'm just going to start saying, dude, this shit's primal. I'm just going to start telling people to stay primal. So I'd be like, stay primal, primal, govern all out. All right, and I kept doing that. When I get out of the jungle and I see that fucking liver king does stay primal, stay primal, liver king out. And I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. Damn. People like, stay primal, stay primal. And they're like, LOL, okay, liver king. And I was like, who? And they're like, L-... And then so I fucking go and I see it. So I'm like, shit. All I did when I was out there in the jungle was say, stay primal, right? Like stay primal, stay primal. And I'm like, motherfucker. But again, I work in marketing and like, when you have a problem, excuse me, when you have a problem, you need a solution. So I'm like, what the fuck? How, because you go to stay primal and some gym opens, some gym owns owns a website uh, in Texas, actually in Dallas, I emailed them. Hey, you're not using your domain. It's a rewire by chance. And they never got back to me. So I'm like, how do I problem solve? And I'm like, Wait a minute, <clears throat> stay primal, S-T-A, com without the Y. Okay, stay platoon, stay platoon is surveillance and target acquisition platoon in the Marine Corps, STA. It's the original scout sniper platoon. Nice. So <clears throat> um, stay, STA, surveillance and target acquisition, stay primal. I was a scout sniper, scout sniper platoon, stay platoon. Stay primal doc, boom! I bought the domain, <clears throat> and I'm like selling stuff. Nice. And uh, what are you selling? Uh, just like merch, like <coughs> shirts and hats type shit. Shirts, or- hats. Um, yeah. Um, and what I'm doing is like, dude, who who's gonna buy my brand? Like, who cares? So what I, I, I do. Care. Is, yeah, hell yeah! I have like one of me holding the two fish. Yeah. And it's like embrace the suck, uh, and I and I launched it. I made like 400 bucks, which is, isn't a ton, but like in two posts, I made like $400 and you're like, wait a minute, people do care. <clears throat> so even like this, this, uh, these videos that I'm going to edit, I film them all on my own. They cost so much money to go down there in the Mexico and like pay everything, just put everything on credit, which I'm still paying for. Yikes. But what do I do with the, the content? Well, I'm not an editor, so you have to pay. I'm like, well, fuck. If i pay i'm in the hole even more and i'm like wait a minute you work in marketing so this guy's charging me per video like per five minute video so what i'm gonna do well how do i make money okay wait a minute if people watch the content make each five minutes put a theme on there like i went down the coffee farm and maybe like uh i got a tattoo down there that says vale la pena right which means like it's worth it and there's like a story to that itself but um, I, I sold a shirt that's like a Texas license plate and it just says, Vale la pena. And I, dude, I sold a whole bunch. So I'm like, wait a minute. Yes, I'm going to pay hundreds of dollars per five minute edit, but theme it. And at the end, add an end slate of a product that I engineer and I throw on my website and incorporate it in my Shopify. And then they watch the video. And then at the very end, it's like, hey guys, if you like this video, you're going to love this shirt. Please support the cause. I'm in the hole for even making this video. So you support me by buying this merch and boom ideally that video at least at a bare minimum pays for itself but I'm obviously paying for my brand and my and growing my brand impressions and all that do you have a youtube channel I do with minimal traction dude I have like 300 subscribers and
1: that's what I have on my RPG channel and but we're we're, we're getting traction on our sheath channel we're almost to 2000 subscribers and it's been going up pretty steadily we're doing a lot of shorts you got to do shorts that's yeah. where, for whatever reason, that's where it's at. I have number one, like we have an in-house head editor, and I was if if there's any sheath content in that trip, then we could potentially work something out that would be mutually beneficial. It sounds like you already have someone, but in the event that you bro, know, I've, I've got
0: I've got uh, I'm pr- I'm more than positive that I brought my shirts, um, and. Maybe not like, it wasn't even like a plug or anything. It was just like wearing the shirts, but I'm more than positive. Cause I only packed minimal things. And I remember I brought my she shirt. Yeah. But in the future I am actually doing like, I want to see how these videos perform per se. Right. Because again, what's the point of putting out content? It's cool content, but what's the point of just going in the hole? Like, how do you make money? Dude? I don't have subscribers. I don't. So it's like, but I work in marketing. Right. And so in terms of the strategy, you wear it, Right, like right now on the podcast in the background, I see Sheath. I actually was mm-hmm. gonna grab my shirt, right? I'm also running late as shit this morning, right? Yeah. It's like my day off at work. Um, they just randomly give us a random Friday off once a month. And so, dude, I like try to sleep in. I'm like, oh shit, I got this podcast. I gotta wake I'm up. So I'm sorry. Dogs. What's that?
1: I'm so sorry, but no, I appreciate it.
0: Dude, it's, it's on me too, though, because again, it, it goes to show you go, going back to the brand thing and you have a whole ass company, right? But for me, I made $400 when I posted about my website for two days. I made two posts. I made 400 bucks. If you look at my month, like, you know, your Shopify account, it's like, who was in your website on one days? And it's like two views, one view, two views, two views, two views. And then it's like, you made a post. Brrr, brrr, within 36 hours, you make $400. And then I don't post and it's like, one, two, one, two. And you're like, dude, it goes to show you that like posting, right? And mm-hmm. talking about your brand and putting yourself out there fucking works.
1: Stayprimal.com, by the way, S-T-A primal. And I, yeah, we, I mean, you have to be on social. It's just part of the thing. We've done all of these like trade shows. You should go, you take your whole team, you set up the booth, the table, spend two days there, sell four pair of underwear, and you spent $6,000 getting everyone there. Whereas, you know, on the social, you just keep posting and keep posting. And we actually don't do very well. I don't... It's hard to say what our our social media is driving to the website, because we have so many different people on all the socials pushing people to the website. But it's it's hard... Yeah, we can't really tell... But I can tell when, like Tim Dillon sends someone or yeah. Shane Gillis, and so that's why we pay other people to do it. But also, it's more—it's also for like social proof. When, yeah, it's, it's
0: brand awareness for the most yeah, part. Dude. Yeah, like
1: more impressions. But you yeah, can get paid off of YouTube channel views if you put your content. Obviously, you know this, but I'm just gonna reiterate: put your content, these five-minute videos on YouTube and then monetize it and you might not even be eligible for monetization yet because you don't have enough followers but that's how you'll get to that level i don't think we have enough followers yet (laughs) you have
0: to have a thousand subscribers and i believe it's four thousand hours of watch time within x amount of days right and it'll monetize you and so but it's crazy yeah like that but what i'm saying dude I, i haven't been posting on my youtube channel i think my last video was like two months ago or something and it's like dude but when I was working on it, I went from, like, zero subscribers to, like, 320 whatever in, like, weeks. But then I ran out of content. And so I had this theory. Dude, I went down in December. It's been five months. And I've just been sitting on this content. And so I thought about it the other day. I work uh, a salary job right now. It pay, pays me pretty well, right? But you're you a slave to the game. And I don't like that, dude. I don't. I fucking hate it. I don't think anybody sits here and loves being a corporate motherfucker where i can't say like like you can't say oh dude that's gay man like uh yeah. and then like wait wait, wait, wait did, did you mean like what's wrong with being gay be like oh nothing no no like banging a dude in the ass is less gay than like me saying this meeting is gay like they're, they're two different things two totally. different entities. i don't care if you bang dudes i don't have anything against gay people i just the word gay the way that i was brought up in context is like oh that's gay <clears throat> you
1: like know lame. And, like, <laughs> yeah
0: it's... and then even like comics dude like Comics, uh, it, it's funny, right? Like you can cancel everything, you can't say anything, but then why is it that comics get on stage and they they joke about being gay and like you get a whole ass room to laugh? It's like we're all thinking it. You just can't fucking cancel, right? And so anyway, what I'm getting at is, you you can't love working for corporate America for 30 years, and if you do the math, which I've done, it's seven and a half years eight hours a day times five days a week times 50 weeks a year, because you got your two weeks of vacation. Right. And what I'm getting at is in terms of sitting behind a desk, it is seven and a half years straight without rest in this position. Yep. Right. And the reason why I say this is because at my old job, some woman walked into the break room and she freaking walked in. And I remember just seeing donuts and I'm just like, dude, I love that companies buy you donuts and make these gestures, but they're fucking donuts. You're already sitting down at a desk all day. You don't need to be eating fucking nothing but sugar. But you're so tired and drained and your brain needs energy that you're like, let me just eat the sugar. I don't care about my well-being. I care about making these people fucking money, right? And so what's crazy is this woman walked in and she grabbed a donut and she walked like – she literally walked like this, Mm -mm. right? And she walks in and – um she's like hey justin and i just have this fucking epiphany right there boom and i'm like and this was years ago dude like years and years ago and i I look at her and i'm like oh my god she's stuck in the position like this but she works in finance so she's always crunching numbers and so i'm like hey how are you doing and then she's like oh i'm good and i was like another day and she's like another day and i'm like hey how long have you been doing this and she's like um 27 years or some crazy shit, like almost at 30 years. She must've started like right when she was young. She's like an older woman. And I'm just fucking, I just, my life flashed before my eyes because, which is kind of like metaphorical in a way, like my life literally flashed before my eyes. And I envisioned myself in 30 fucking years, 27 years, being some fat fuck, opening up a donut case and not giving a fuck that that is my reality. And I just had this fucking explosion in my mind I'm like, hold on. So I get on my desk, and then, I mean, dude, I can't even do it right now, actually. I can do the calculation right now. Okay, so fucking on my phone, right, which is not ideal on a podcast, but let it's me... It's okay. Okay, so... It's
1: very interesting, actually, because I was I was on that path, too. Go ahead. Eight, go ahead.
0: Eight times 40 is yep. 320 hours, right? So 320, you would go multiplied by, because that's a weekly... I would say 50, right? Not 52, because there's 52 weeks in the year, yeah?
1: Hold on. Where's the 8 times 40? Isn't it just 40? 40 hours a week times 52? Hey, there you go.
0: Marines, math for Marines, right? Okay, so my bad, my bad. 8 times 5 would be 40. My bad, dude. So you go 40, right? 40 hours. Yeah, let's edit that part out. I'm fucking smart. <laughs> I work I work in numbers all day, right? But I'm fucking fried. And so, okay, 40 is the weekly. Then you would go times 50, right? That's 2,000, yep. 2,000 motherfucking a hours year. a year. Yeah. Right? So that's 2,000 a year. Let's go times 30. That's 60,000 fucking hours, right? So if you go 60,000 hours divided by what, 24 now, right? By 24. Because it's 24 hours in, in a day. Oh, yeah. Right? So yep. we're in the currently at 2,500, right? Okay, 2,500 hours. Now you would go uh, to 2,500 days. 2,500 days, yeah, divided by 365, correct? That's how many years? Because we're going to get years now. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, so I'm correct because I said about seven years, right? Or seven and a half. So it's 6.84 years is the calculation, right? So again, if you want to know how you do that, you go. 40, which is your work week, 40 hours times 50, giving you two weeks of vacation, right? That gives you a number. That number is multiplied by 30 because 30 fucking years of working divided by your 365, and it gives you 6.84. That's how many years you fucking sit in this position. Wow. Yeah. Right? And so that's without sleep, dude. That's like, I'm talking consistent. So fucking and i rounded up to seven that's why i say like seven and and i must have like in my head been like seven point something it's six point eight right so uh six point eight five so let's just call it seven seven years of your life consistently without sleep are in this position and it fucking kills me because her body literally morphed over the course of 30 years from sitting on healthily, and i had this explosion in my brain where i'm like i can't fucking do this forever so that's why I do comedy. That's that's why, like, I fought for a long time. The fighting didn't work out for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it was great. I had a bunch of fights. I fought for Bellator and shit. I want to fight in Bellator. Awesome. Wow.
1: I didn't um, know that. I yeah. know you are a fighter, but I didn't know you fought in Bellator and won. That's pretty sweet. I,
0: I fought, like, in 2015. It was Bellator 136. And they called me on an eight-day notice. And I fucking... What they didn't know is they thought they were calling me off the couch to get beat up. And this dude was six and four with his last four fights won all in the first round and he was a collegiate wrestler they thought they're calling me off the couch i was actually fighting for another organization like best shape of my fucking life like a week prior so i'm not joking like a day before the fucking weigh-in i'm like cutting weight day before the weigh-in, my coach calls me hey hey, where's your weight at and i'm like it's 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 super low why like and he's like i'm trying to be but in reality i'm like stressing over the weight loss and he's like eat something we're cutting weight in a week we're scrapping the fight fighting for bellator next week and i was like oh shit so they thought they were getting a guy off the couch but in reality i was in the best shape of my fucking life and i wasn't promoting it because it was for gladiator challenge which back in the day was super reputable it still like has a reputation for sure but like times have changed there's there's other organizations that have grown and all this stuff yeah like so i wasn't like promoting it a ton so nobody knew that i was fucking fighting but i was in the best shape of my fucking life and um they call me anyway and and this guy had uh, six wins all in the first round, but anytime he made it out of the second round, he got fucking beat up because he would gas.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Super explosive dude, collegiate wrestler. So I was like, fuck it. So the, the strategy was go out there, get Ten past the first round, and fucking smack him in the second round, and, and he'll, he'll fade. Sure enough, he fucking dumps me on my head. Boom, mounts me, beats the shit out of me for five fucking minutes. Like, Gets me down early, beats the crap out of me. There's, like, pictures of me online, like, getting camorrid and shit. And I'm just fucking, like – and my coach – I remember my coach telling me back in the day, like, hey, it's legal to grab your, your shorts, grab the cup, grab the shorts, grab everything, and just hold on to it if you're getting camorrid in an MMA fight. It's legal. People don't know that. That shit saved my fucking ass. He's trying to rip my shoulder out, and I'm just fucking holding on for your yeah. life. He's just – and I'm holding on, and he gasses. And the round two starts, and I just hell mary it. I fucking throw an overhand. Boom, drop him. Start beating them up, and I choke the shit out of Ryan. Right Holy shit! And uh,
1: how does that feel? Like, can you describe that feeling when you
0: won? Um, oh, dude, it, that was probably that was the peak of my career, to be honest. Like, I know, I mean, but
1: I, that's just that moment of winning a fight. And I don't know, maybe it's different and for different fights. But I feel like, oh, yeah. That,
0: so that one, here's like, the deal: like, you fight ahead. for uh, higher tiered organizations. Like, Fury's definitely getting up there, right? It's it's one of the the uh, more reputable in today's day uh organizations right it's been built um but you do bellators is also super you're, you're either going to go ufc or bellator and clearly ufc is the monopoly in, in this instance but Bellator's is still pretty high level and then you have like pfc and then
1: pfl and then- i heard yeah. the i heard yeah. pfl was maybe going to buy bellator and if because if they merged, that would be
0: a real strong level. oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard that also i mean I, I don't know i don't work on the back end right but like yeah um anyway point being you win a fight awesome you don't fight for bellator and it, like it didn't hit me right away i just dude i was in survival mode dude i like crucifix this dude and i was like elbowing him like like old school there's no video of it, which sucks but oh, i hit no. like i like crucifix him, right and yeah. uh, you got trapped been, like, both of his arms yeah, so And I, can... just, I elbowed him a ton dude and then he started like yelling like he was he was checked out i knew that i won because he was saying like oh shit oh fuck man oh my god and so i'm just fucking like trying to kill this guy not out of like you know being malicious about it but like i want to i bro he's trying to kill you kind of he's trying to kill me
1: you know so it's like
0: like what it boils down to is like it's never malicious it's i've been on the other end where like i woke up i got knocked out for a fight. And when I woke up, I was saying, okay, okay. And like, that's how I woke up saying, okay, okay. Oh I thought I was in the gym, right? I thought my buddy Arian, who's a fucking gangster was just teeing off on. Me. I was just like, oh, okay, okay. And then I woke up and a ref is tackling me and he's like, stay down. And I was like, fuck. All right. right. And so what I'm saying is like, you don't mean to say, okay, to your opponent. You're just, you're fucking blacked out. And that's literal survival, like talking for you, right? Your brain is like, Hey, I'm just going to go ahead and shut off your logic. Cause you're being a fucking idiot right now. And you're trying to fight. Go ahead and uh, maybe submit and you'll survive. But if not, you're going to fucking die. If there's no referee, you're going to die. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like it's crazy from those experiences. I was like fucking and he was like, ah oh, shit. Oh, fuck, man. And I was like, yes, yes, he's 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 going. He's fading. And so when I got done, I didn't like pop up and yell or anything. I just popped up like that's what's supposed to happen. Right. But it doesn't hit you right away you're you're legitimately like fuck the competition you, you're just you're, you're in straight primal mode right um stayprimal.com primal.com stay
1: primal.com for sure so
0: you're just like in this primal like moment and then what happens is my coach looks at me and he fucking throws me the marine flag and he goes hold that shit up and i just i'm, I'm like still kind of just like and he, he looks at me and he goes, Motherfucker. He gets in the cage. He goes, Motherfucker, do you have any idea what you just did? And over his shoulder, I just see hashtag Bellator 136 And then it was just like and it just like I'm getting goosebumps right now, bro. Like that moment is trapped in my DNA for the rest of my like I'll be on my deathbed and remember and I remember just looking around and the crowds going fucking crazy because I just came back and everybody wants to see that shit, whether yes. they know or not. And I just look around and i just now it, you know i used to see fighters scream like yeah and i'd be like dude calm down dude like you train for this that should be. but dude it was such a dump of adrenaline that i was just like and i looked at the camera almost like blacked out from screaming so loud and i having no blood to my brain i like looked at the camera and i was like ah! and that's the only time i've ever done it just felt so fucking good and i didn't really sleep for like a week and what's so funny <laughs> that people don't see or people don't talk about is like, and again, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm a fucking world champion, fucking MMA fighter. I was an amateur champion. I I fared well in the first half of my career. I'm, you know, they're asking me, do you want to fight in fucking July? I'm like, I'm 37, dude. I feel like I should not have taken the last X amount of fights. Like I should have whatever. And so maybe I do, maybe I don't, depending on how life is going, you need to be fully dedicated. Not one foot.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So point being, when I fought for Bellator, dude, all these girls came out of the woodworks and were congratulating me on my win. People were fucking calling me like, we want to write an article on you, Marine. Fucking congrats. And and um, I, I believe my last fight, I got fucking knocked out. The fight right before that, right? Yes. Fight before that, I got knocked out. So I was coming off a knockout. They thought they were pulling me off the couch and all this shit. And so people want to write the comeback story and like all these women, hey, Justin, congrats on your success. And I, I, dude, I fucking had like, Uh, Dude, I couldn't even open my phone. I was just vibrating. Everybody, congrats, congrats, congrats. But what's funny is when I finally got to my messages, because you're so fucking high for the night, you're like, I'm not touching my phone. I don't give a fuck. I had to go back. Bellator paid for my hotel room. I went back to where I was living. I was paying $400 a month to sleep in this dude's living room because you don't fucking make shit as a fighter, dude. And so I was sleeping in my friend's living room, and I'm sitting on the couch, and everybody went to bed for the night, and all the lights are off. And I finally grabbed my phone, and there's a mattress in the living room. And I remember one time he let his dog out of the room. The dog ran up to me and just pissed on me. I said, get asleep!" And I was like, ah! And he's like, Tyson, no. And I was like, what? you why? Why? And I was so mad. But what's so fucking funny is I'm reading all my messages. Congrats on all your success. Congrats, congrats, congrats. And that's another moment that I'll never fucking forget in my life. That behind my screen, everybody's praising me and telling me how fucking awesome for all your success and congratulations. And I'm sitting in the living room that I'm living in literally and i'm fucking laughing <laughs> all these girls are like we should totally hang out and i'm like where am i gonna bring you to my friend's fucking living room on a mattress full of dog piss what the fuck right but nobody sees that everybody's praising you but when you fucking lose a fight only the real ones come around like that's why when my boys lose a fight i fucking hit them up hey brother how you doing and they're like, thanks for checking in, man. I was like, I, I know the feeling, dude. I know the fucking feeling.
1: Man. I never know how to handle that situation because we work with a lot of fighters and, and you know when they lose, it's like, I like that. Hey, brother, how you doing? Because I don't, I mean, it, well, how do you think I'm doing? I just got fucking knocked out. I don't fucking know.
0: I'm about to be depressed for the next two months of my life because I worked so fucking hard for something, so fucking hard, and I made a mistake. And that mistake is permanently etched onto a fucking record that makes me look <laughs> like shit and is people defying. You by by that, you know what I'm saying? And it's like you don't fucking see what happens behind the scenes, dude. And so that's that's like a metaphor for life when you're fucking killing it. Everybody loves you, man. They want to hang out. How are you doing? But then when you fucking I don't know, this hasn't happened to me, but like let's say you fucking you fuck up, you lose your house, right? You lose a family member, whatever. Where the fuck are all those people that praise you when you're on top of the world? And that's when you know that you just hey, thank you so much, and I'll take what you can get, right? There's like girls in moments in my life that came around and I'm like, I'm not stupid. I know what this is. I know we're going to hook up. And when everything's gone, you're going to fucking leave. And that's all good too. Right. We're both, we're both using each other in this moment. Right. Which is unfortunate, but I'm a raw human. Right. I'm just speaking from my heart. Um, Stay primal.com. Stay primal. Stay primal.com. Right. But, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, but then there's people that there's the girl that fucking messages you when you lose. And it's like, Hey, how've you been? Right. And so, it's, it's, it's funny, right? Like a fight fighting is it's a whole lifestyle and it's taught me so much in life in general. Right. But like, those are the defining moments is, or defining moments is, um, when you're on top, take it in, embrace it, love it, ride the wave, fucking, it's such a good feeling. dude. You don't sleep well for like a week. You're just so high, but when you lose, you're fucking depressed. You're sad. You don't, for some reason, you just leave all the lights off in the day. Even, you know, yeah. you just fuck around with your head down. And people are like, how you been, brother? And you're like, I'm good. I'm good. And like, and it's all good, man. It humbles you in the sense that when you're killing it in life, um, you know, like it it makes you be like, hey, dude, but also know there's another aspect to this, Mm -hmm. right? Like I could have been on Naked and Afraid. I could have shown my ass. I could have, I will never quit. I'll never fucking quit at something, right? Um, If I'm going to get out, I'm going to be forced out. Like you're going to have to be like you are leaving and i'd be like i would rather die you know and they'd be like i know that's why you have to leave for your own safety that that's how it would end up but what's funny is when you lose it's so easy to sit behind a fucking phone or a screen and be like hey man uh you suck you know or so fighting has taught me so many more lessons than honestly than, than a lot of other shit i used to be i'm a very not i'm cocky in the sense of I'm just a confident dude in general. Right. I'll just walk up to the hottest girl in the bar. and I'll, Hey, what's up? I'll start making them laugh. And you know, at first they'll be like, how, like I've literally had a girl one time cause I'm five, five. Right. I had a girl one time be like, how tall are you? And I like looked at her and I'm like, motherfucker, I'm six, four. I don't know who the fuck you <laughs> think you're talking to. They start laughing, And then they, you know, and, and you, so I'm saying it's like, I'm a very confident dude, but I used to be just flat out cocky and you get your ass kicked a couple of times and it strips that. It's like, I ain't shit. <laughs> I ain't shit, dude. Like, like, oh, you're so big and badass. You black out when you get mad. That's why you don't fight. Okay, cool. Then why aren't you a UFC champion, brother? You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're not what you think you are. In your own fucking ego, you think you're something else. And so, um, yeah, dude, that's what fighting has taught me. So I kill it on naked and afraid, ride the wave. And I'm like, I know this will die down. It's all good. Ride the wave, ride the wave, but it's going to die. And whoever's around when it does die down and still calls you and still hits you up, they're 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 the they're the real ones you know
1: yeah i mean i i remember and we'll, we're coming up on time here but i when i was 19 20 i was at college i started dabbling in with some powders and i had been i had been watching like goodfellas and scarface and i was gonna make my mark on the world and copy tony montana and um and i was living high like everyone wanted to be my friend i would go to the clubs or high five in i always get like the special seat at the bar or in like the uh, like the vip section and then after i got arrested I lost whatever like nobody calls you i go into this like deep depression because not only am i coming off of all these powders now nobody is calling me so i was at the super high then i go into the super low and so I mean a similar but different, you know, scenario and
0: oh it's a metaphor, uh, man. It's it's yeah. it's real. It doesn't matter it's, if it's a fight, it doesn't matter if it's a business. Yep. Bro, Zuckerberg Mark Zuckerberg could fucking somehow, some way lose everything. Somehow something could happen. Maybe illegal fucking the government gets involved. I don't know. Right. Put him in a fucking he loses everything and nobody wants to help him for some reason, even though but I don't think that's the idea. Yeah. Nobody would give a fuck. Like, hey Mark, how you doing? I wouldn't reach out and be like, hey brother. I don't know because I don't know him, right? But you know, what I'm saying same thing with like um, with anybody with some form of success. You know, like when it's gone, the people disappear. And they, I'm not saying anything that a you know I'm not being a guru or anything. This is just fucking common sense.
1: It's human but, nature, unfortunately, human nature. I guess. Yeah, and
0: you feel it through fighting, man. Like again, at the peak of my career when I'm killing it, fucking check your DMs. You got nothing but a bunch of hot chicks like fucking flirting with you, hitting you up and you're like, and they're all fucking injected everywhere, right? And you're like, and there's nothing wrong with that, like self-care and all that bullshit, right? But you want to preach self-care? Why the fuck you injecting your face then?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You get workout, sauna, do some red light therapy, whatever deal, but little natural. There's a kitty. Hey, kitty. Um, I mean, I feel like we could go on. I do want to respect yeah. your time and I'm actually I'm going to be going out Little little shameless plug here, whatever name drop. I'm gonna go have lunch with Corey Sanhagen, and
0: oh, uh, fuck yeah, dude, that's dope.
1: Yeah, we're, I'm gonna go to up to his gym. I thought we were gonna spar. Obviously, I wouldn't want to be sparring, but he's gonna spar, and I get to watch. And then we're gonna go have lunch. I wanted to just, I mean, I might have him hit pads with me or something. I love MMA, regardless of all of the other extraneous uh, psychological challenges. It's so good for you. It's humbling, strengthening, spiritually developmental, confidence, especially if you lack confidence. It can really kind of build it. I guess it, it can humble you if you're too far on the other end of things, but you're doing comedy. You're, you know, I feel you're helping people in their martial arts career. I saw you at Fury a few months back and, you know, you're traveling and sharing your life through you know your experiences and i think that you're you're very inspirational you know i kind of wish i could go do a lot of these things i'm a little bit i'm like 10 years older than you i'm married kind of like locked in and uh but i got a business and i have my own
0: yeah i was about to be like i wish i could fucking build a dope ass (laughs) business where i got a fuck ton of money and i don't have to work for the man right like
1: yeah there's it's it could be worse <laughs> i got i'm very blessed and i'm i uh i'm i afforded the opportunity to talk to guys like you and just keep this train moving along um definitely want to work with you again on one of your next ventures i know it's it the economy took a shit yeah if you didn't know did. Yeah. but we're to, we're 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 on that we're coming back a little bit I i'm mean, taking i'm
0: filming this this pilot in um july
1: yeah well let's put some product in there or something and get get we'll throw a couple a couple bones towards you
0: know because yeah. we're honestly we're all paying out of pocket yeah i know there's a storyline here i know there is and i've kind of been doing it already on my own and i started by just putting it on um instagram and stuff and then um right like the the media company that you worked with it didn't work out with us and i, I won't like name drop or or shit talk anybody, but, just didn't work out but like that was kind of the start of like wait a minute i could just do this for myself dude and that's what we're doing but we're all paying out of pocket and the guy that i'm having come with me is gonna really help skyline the story because he's dealt with so much fucking adversity in life like losing a limb right and um we're gonna have him hike this motherfucking volcano and nice and I, and i when i asked him if he could do it he's like are you fucking kidding me bro he's a scout sniper also he's like you fucking why the fuck would you ask me that but also, I can't be like, hey, bro, you want to come down to Guatemala and hike this volcano? Um, I, You know, out of your own dime, he's going to be like, suck my dick.
1: <laughs>
0: so I got to front that. And they're there's we're all fronting everything, and we're hoping to push this and launch this, right? And, you know, whatever. But yeah, man, that'd be dope as shit, even if it doesn't make it onto the pilot, because sometimes they're weird about, like, logos and shit. We just film our own little fucking mm-hmm plugs kind of like last time right but we we do it professionally like not just me with a gopro with wind blowing like <laughs> mic'd up and all that dude
1: let's do it and uh we'll look forward to seeing that and I, I mean i i feel like you definitely have you know like they say the it factor you got it you got that so now you got to re- do something with it and it's oh, yeah. you're you're putting you're going in a bunch of directions you know and and i think it's all gonna like culminate into a yeah. uh, fine
0: just give me well, dude, there's there's other stuff that i can't talk about because i signed an nda right but just stay tuned man later this year you're gonna see some cool shit right
1: i'm looking forward to it you sent me a little something and i'm, I'm excited for you and i'm excited to have you on i really appreciate you coming on here um justin governail find him on instagram He's doing fucking dope shit all the time. Great guy, obviously. But beef up that YouTube channel. That's where it's at for now.
0: That one's JJ Governol. It's just, that's the name of the channel. But yeah, we'll. it's all coming together, bro. Like, today's my day off. I, I literally have another podcast in 13 minutes. Oh, wow. And I'm just going to sip some coffee and some water. But dude, this is like, it's a mutual um, like partnership, man. When you do a podcast, it's, it shouldn't be like, hey, let's just pop on the pod and bullshit. It's like, dude, fucking let's, let's grow each other. You've been there for me previously, right? We're syncing up, we're creating content. And then after this, this other guy, he's, he's a comic, right? He's a former fighter. Uh, He's not a a Marine. And we're probably going to talk about how I love comedy now. Right. And how that helps me transition out of fighting. And, and again, today's my day off. I'm going to fucking, I'm putting time into myself and into my brand we both pump each other up and then after i get off i'm going to sip some coffee sip some water i'm going to work on my fucking website all day right like
1: shopify i, I have we, we use shopify i definitely recommend shopify and uh yeah. stayprimal.com that's the website oh yeah well um, okay justin well thank you for your time i will we you know we text all the time so i'll will, um, just let me know kind of what you're thinking and then we'll we'll go from there
0: right on man dude this okay. is fun yeah it was good thank you it so much again. I didn't have any water bro like I was like <clears throat> I'm like <laughs> liquiddeath.com
1: all right okay brother talk to you soon later man later bro later everyone see you next week